What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Take, where I, along with my co-hosts Nat and Lawrence, give you our hottest takes on all things NBA. But today, it's just going to be the OG crew, Nat and myself. Lawrence isn't with us today because actually, we'll talk to Lawrence about that next week. <laughs> he's he's off doing something right now. But nevertheless, what's up, Nat? How you doing, man? What's up, bro? Nothing, man. It's it's been a crazy few days. I'm I'm done with my semester, my last semester, and now I have to play in tournaments to look forward to after. So it's like you know consecutive just W's all around. This is gonna be exciting. Win win. It's a win win yeah, situation. Exactly. Gonna be a great week. I'm kind of in you? a I'm in a lose win situation. <laughs> Allergies are killing me right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got me messed up. But like you said, we got the play in, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I kind of wanted to start off the show with our top stories. Of course, probably the biggest news of the weekend, aside from like NBA games that were going on, was the probably one of the most iconic Hall of Fame Hall of Fames we've had. Right. You know that highlighted by um, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, of course the late Kobe Bryant, Tamika Catchings. Um, I thought it was, man, it, it is wild to me to see that group of people being inducted all at the same time. And it just hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurt not to see Kobe there. And, like, of course, Vanessa with the beautiful yep. speech, his daughter wearing his jacket and everything like that. Um, just, a, like, some quick takeaways. I also liked uh, Tim Duncan's little speech there. And, like, I know Greg Popovich hated it, but Tim Duncan thanked him. <laughs> So, like, that was a nice yeah. little, you know, cutesy moment. <laughs> Kevin, Garnett, Kevin Garnett, I'm just happy for because, man, that guy's just so intense. You know, he, yep. even though he was a one-time champion, like, he, every year he was in the league, he just had the absolute heart of a champion. Anything is possible. <laughs> <clears throat> With that, we they also announced the Hall of Fame um, inductees for next, you know, the next round. One of which is actually wanted to get your take on some of these. So I know one is Mike Breen. Mike Breen is is going to be inducted. Wait, Mike Breen was this? No, what? No, he was in this uh, recent class of twenty twenty, wasn't he? Was it this one? Yeah, Mike Breen. Yeah, with Michael uh, Gowdy Award. Yeah, that was that was just this past Saturday. No. Oh, (laughs) man, I missed out. Bang! 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 So the oh, yeah, man. so the the twenty twenty one basketball Hall of Fame class, um, we have Coach uh, Rick Adelman. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Jay Wright, college coach. That's what he's known for. Tough guy. That guy's tough as beans. Uh, Bill Russell will be inducted again, but this as time coach. as a coach. Yeah. yeah, one of my personal childhood favorites, Tony Kukoc, from Ooh. the uh, championship. Bulls. Yep. From the super team. Tony. Right? Yep. Not the super team. You know, just a really good, <laughs> well put together team. Paul Pierce. The truth. Paul Pierce is going to be inducted. The truth. Uh, let go of ESPN not too long ago for a very controversial yeah. IG live story. IG live. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he said he has big <laughs> things coming. So, I mean, we haven't heard anything yet. So, yep. We'll see what those are. A lot of green. Um, a lot of green stuff. Yeah. You know I mean, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep it centered. <laughs> Speaking of green, uh, 
he was most known for, you know, playing for the Celtics, drafted by the right. Celtics, won a championship with the Celtics, played for the Nets when they were supposedly going to be like one of the top teams, never made it. <laughs> Play, he had a short stint in Washington. He was a wizard there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he played <laughs> for the Clippers. Played for the Clippers. Sorry. Um, oh, man. He, Paul Pierce hands down legitimately the truth especially early on in his career this guy was a monster mm-hmm. i feel like you probably don't remember too much of it early on his early days yeah. his early career years um just a beast i think he was stabbed something like six or nine times got stitched <laughs> up dropped like a crazy amount of points in a game um dude my my favorite video of Paul Pierce is when he throws his headband at one of the fans and they throw it back to him. Do you remember, do you remember that video? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as as he as a net, you know, after after a game, he just throws the headband at one of those fans and they just throw it back to him and he catches it. Bro, <laughs> one of the funniest things ever, man. Oh, I think one, yeah, one of my favorite sure. one of my favorite videos is Draymond Green trolling Paul Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Say, no, like, uh, you don't get no goodbye tour, right? Nobody cares about yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, Paul Pierce was a man. He oh, was man. a beast. I hated yep. him. You couldn't stop him. Every every shot just went in. Um, mm-hmm. Lauren Jackson, I remember her watching uh, watching her, um, you know, early days of WNBA, Yolanda Griffith. Uh, you mentioned Chris Webb, Chris mm-hmm. Webber, um, Fab Five. Love that Fab Five team. I love the early 2000 Sacramento team that should have made it to the NBA Finals. It should have won a championship because I was mm-hmm. really pushing for them. When you had Mike Bibby, Chris Webber, and Peja Stryakovic, yep. the, the ultimate you know three-point dagger in Stryakovic, that guy was a beast. You had uh, young Jason Williams, you know, white chocolate. Yep, white chocolate, yep. Playing for that team. He was really exciting. My guy, Chris Bosh. <laughs> the one time Raptors Small slash ball Heat man I oh I can only imagine if he didn't have the illness that he had if he finished mm-hmm. his career and he played a few more years he honestly would have been the man in Miami because the season after LeBron left Chris Bosh was the guy like he was the number one option for Miami he was killing it that season he was averaging mm-hmm. a double double it was like 28 points and like 10 rebounds or something like that. Something ridiculous. Yep. And then he ended up having the blood clots. That's when they bring in Hassan Whiteside. And all of a sudden, Hassan Whiteside is this, you know, amazing piece. And then Chris tried to come back the next season. He started off strong and then blood clots again. It was a tragic end to his career. I definitely think he had a few more years in him. Very productive years. Because when you're playing with the big three of Miami and you're the third option, that you're just resting, kind of. All you need to do is spot up and shoot and grab rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rebounds, grabbing that clutch rebound to give to Ray Allen to send it into overtime yep. and Miami winning their, uh, you know, back-to-back championship. I love Chris Bosh. <laughs> I know you. Do. Everybody, everybody made fun of him. Said he looked like a raptor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Messed up. <clears throat> <laughs> this one is probably uh, the the most controversial. Is Ben Wallace? How so? I don't know if you remember watching Ben Wallace play. No. So Ben Wallace was 
Defensive Player of the Year or something like that? Yes. Yeah. He won a chip with the Detroit Pistons. He was the arguably the MVP of that series, mainly because of his de- defensive presence. Um, yeah. And offensive rebounding. The guy was a monster on the boards, monster defensively. He's probably one of the few big men at the time who could like switch and guard, you know, a few different positions. Mm-hmm. But the reason why people say this is a controversial one is like statistically, he didn't really produce that much, especially offensively. Okay. This is somebody who I think right now, all time, NBA all time, has the worst career free throw shooting percentage. Oh, really? Yeah, What's the stat? Like was, was you or not? I think career wise, you know, that's a good question. Let's just let's just do some Reddit research here real quick. <laughs> Wallace holds the record for worst free throw percentage shooting sorry, shooting percentage at under forty two percent. Yes. Minimum of a thousand free throw attempts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty bad. <laughs> It's worse than well, average. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, personally, I like Ben Wallace. The guy was an was a beast. But the the argument against him is that he only had like maybe four, five, six years tops of like being a dominant defensive player with nothing to add offensively. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you have some guys like you know Chris Webber who had you know consistently good seasons kevin garnett tim duncan kobe you know like paul pierce all these numbers um people that produce consistently whereas ben wallace did not do so um interesting out of the list that i just gave is there anybody that kind of stands out to you anybody you remember recollect like or question or even doubt from from this current class man i'm gonna sound so young but i just i'm the most familiar with chris bosh obviously um, right. I've only, you know, like Chris Webber, you know, I've seen the highlights, but mainly him as an announcer and how bad he is, you know, oh God, I'm sorry for saying that, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just that that's all I hear from him nowadays. I, I see Twitter open up and I open up Twitter and I see, oh, everyone's talking bad about Chris Webber on TNT broadcasting. But, um, other than that, um, uh, I think they're, they are solid picks for the most part. Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, you know, um, C Web, legendary um you know careers as well as Ben Wallace so um luckily see Webb is not going in for you know being an <laughs> announcer <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's as a player but dude also Mike um, Green man I'm so happy for Mike Green well deserved dang. he is the voice of my generation or like you know this this current <laughs> generation Marv Albert can before. I just say yeah just just to kind of tickle your fancy here Mike wow. Breen has only given out one double bang. And that double banger. Two. Two. Right? Was it two? Wait, what's your wait, what's your what's your pick? What's your The uh, one with Steph Curry. Okay. That was one. The other one was probably Luca right. and his game winner in the bubble last year. That oh, was he also, did a double uh, banger? He did. He did, yes. Okay. But the first one <laughs> was Curry. One. Yeah, from half court, of course. You've you've got to at that point. It's half court. How many does LeBron have from Mike Green? <laughs> Okay, you know what? Like you said in, on Instagram, like you said on Instagram, he's a pass first guy. All right, he's a pass first guy. So you gotta, you gotta respect that. All right. <laughs> um, along with top stories, just a, a quick random fact here: Tony Snell, 
um, <laughs> guard forward I love, for I love this, the, I love, I love this the Atlanta Hawks has the most random player is the most random player in the NBA. He's the first player to have a 50, 50, 100 season. What does that mean? 50% shooting from the field, 50% from three, 100% from the free throw. He's the first player to do it. Um, he, he had a game against the Goat. Knicks. Go things. <laughs> huh? He Goat had a things, game man. against the Knicks. Yeah. He had, he shot nine for nine, three, six for six, 24 points. And this happened about four years ago against the Utah Jazz. I've never seen a stat like this in 28 minutes. 28. That's a little bit more than half a game. He had no yeah. points, no rebounds, no assists, no blocks, no steals. <laughs> Freaking Karis LeVert and I right there for him. Hey. <laughs> Remember that? <whoa. laughs> um, speaking of which, I think right now the Pacers are up on the on your Hornets. Oh, for real? Pretty Oof. handedly. It's 49 to 32. What's funny is uh, Karis LeVert's actually out for that game. Because of uh, COVID protocols. So he's right. not playing. So, right. man, giving him the sauce without Karis Avert. But also, I'm kind of thinking now, like, were we all wrong about this matchup? Because I think you, Lawrence, and myself had the Hornets beating the Pacers. Like, we didn't believe in the right. Pacers at all. Right, right. Who knows? And here they are with a double-digit lead. Say Who again? Knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's pretty early yeah, in the game right time. now. Yeah. 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 We'll you still see. got time. You still got time. No worries. Um, actually, I wanted to, since we're already talking about it, I wanted to move into our hot takes and talk about the NBA playoffs, um, something that we already established last week. We we now officially have, like, the the matchups, right? So yeah. for, the West, for the East, rather, we have Philly versus whoever the number eight will be. We don't know yet. That's still to be determined. Brooklyn versus the number seven, yet to be determined. Milwaukee versus Miami. We talked about this as one of the scenarios. At the time, I was super confident. I'm like, oh, Miami got this. They have they have Milwaukee's number. As the day draws closer <laughs> to when this series begins, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous. Yikes. <laughs> Mainly because last season, we had Jay Crowder. We had Andre Iguodala, who was a year younger. Now this season, you're relying heavily on Trevor Ariza but and I a like slightly that though, older. For you guys. More than Jay Crowder. I like Trevor Ariza more than Jay Crowder for you guys. What do you think? Offensively, I like Trevor, but defensively. Okay. Really? I thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give, I'll give it to you. Um, the other matchup issue that I have is point guards or whoever Drew Holiday is going to guard. I've I've heard talks that he, they're going to put Drew on Tyler Hero because Tyler Hero's kind of been heating up as of late. Yeah, and to have to deal with Drew Holiday for however many games you know in the series, that's going to be tough. And then Tyler, like, for sure. yeah, you can't sleep on Chris Middleton either because he's having a, a really good year this year too. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit nervous. And then we have. Probably uh, Lawrence's favorite matchup the whole first round. Yep. New York versus ATL versus Atlanta. Mm. I'm so sad because Miami was in fifth place, and then they just dropped a couple games. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. I'd rather face New York. I wanted them in Philly in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen now, man. 
Wait, by the way, can we just both agree that seven and eight will be um, Wizards and Celtics or the other way around? Like those two teams? Can we just agree on that? <coughs> I'm glad you brought that up. It's funny you mentioned that. Because, yes, I, I can see that. I, I would assume that would be what it would be. Either seven or eight, Washington and Boston. Boston. Mm-hmm. And personally, as of right now, they haven't played yet, but I feel like Boston will end up being eighth. Yeah. Philly and Boston first round. Would you round. agree? Be good. Yeah. So Boston, Philly first round. Let me let me start by, by asking this because I've heard this on different podcasts, the whole nine yards. Clearly, obviously, with injury, COVID protocol, this Celtics team is not the same as last year's team. Also, last base, you know, compared to last year, this season they've lost a few pieces. Um, some players have gone. It's just not the same team. In your mind, do you think? In your mind, if they're the eighth seed, do they stand a chance against Philly? No, Philly and four. <laughs> So if that's the case, what do you think? What would Boston have to do in the off season in order to because you have Jason Tatum, you have Jalen Brown, and like yes, Kemba Walker when he's healthy, arguably like a a good you know big three to yeah. compete in the East, a significantly weaker conference. They should be better than what they are, especially when mm-hmm. they're healthy. Obviously, they have injuries and stuff like that, things that are unforeseen. But when you look at this team, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals four out of the last five seasons or whatever it is, three out of the last four, whatever the, the case is. There's yeah. something that's always lacking, something that's always missing from this team. You go back to, you know, when they had Isaiah Thomas and they made that nice, you know, the first time making it to Eastern Conference, uh, Conference Finals. The season yeah. with um, Ka- Kyrie, Gordon, they get injured. You know, they make a deep run into the playoffs still. Then Kyrie's last season with them, and then even last season, you know, like what what do you think they need in order to make it over the hump to be a more competitive team? Well, because I'm not sure who are the free agents this upcoming summer, or end of the season, rather, but they definitely need a good center, just a guard, Embiid, Giannis, you know, those kind of players in their conference. They have what Tristan Thompson. I mean, like, come on, like that guy's washed. Clearly, he's not going to help your team out. And right. even in this round too, in Philly, you know, if they get Philly in the first round, one and eight, Kemba Walker is what he's like over fourteen against Ben Simmons, something like that, right. some like insane style like that. So clearly, they're not going to be good against this team. So I think for next season, you're right. They have good pieces already, but I think they need a good center. That that's their key. That can hopefully go up against Joel Embiid in some way despite him being unstoppable, go up against him, and they send a chance, I think. Okay, so just real quick, he talked about centers. I agree. I think they need a decent center, definitely a decent center. Um, <laughs> upcoming free agents, you have Cody Zeller, Sergi Baca, Robin Lopez, Daniel Tice, Nerlens Noel, Ed Davis, Ennis Cantor, Rashawn Holmes, Frank Kamiski, JaVale McGee, Willie Cauley-Stein, Zach Collins, <laughs> Boban Marjanovic, Bismack Biambo, Dwight Howard, Jared Allen, Hassan Whiteside, yeah. Luke Cornett, Tony Bradley, Willie hey, Hernandez, Alex Lynn. You got Jared Allen on there. Ooh, DeMarcus Cousins, bro. Jordan Bell, Taco Fall. Dude, I, I would not mind Jared Allen on, on that team. That would be kind of nasty. You can't lie. I feel like even if you get... I know people be sleeping and people don't really know, but like, 
I think Cody Zeller would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. But dude, if also sorry, if they got Vucevic during the uh, you know before the trade deadline, I think they would have been performing a lot better. What do you oh, think? for sure. Yeah, I agree. Exactly, I agree. But they didn't, so it's on them. <laughs> First on exit. I think anybody. I think anybody based on that that list I just gave would be an upgrade at, at you know compared to what they have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely need. Okay, here's 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 my take. You need to put veterans around the Celtics, and I'm not talking about like okay, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, he's a veteran, but he's not a veteran that has contributed contributed majorly to a team for years and years and years on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. right? That's you have point. somebody like um, – you have players, for example, like Rajon Rondo who could turn a team around. Guys like Chris Paul, mm-hmm. right? This is something that the Celtics have not had in so many years is somebody with a veteran presence. Like when you think about like the last good team they had that made it to the playoffs, you had – you know, I've, I've heard on other podcasts where it's like this team is soft, where they'll get yeah. blown out by Kyrie Irving and then they'll give him a bro hugs so after, <laughs> after the game. You know what I mean? Yep. Hugs and kisses. But, like, if you get somebody with that tenacity, like like when they had uh, Morris on the squad, you know, he wasn't going to stand yeah. for that. He wasn't going to back down. And, like, yeah, you have Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart isn't the go-to guy. He's not that veteran-type presence that you need. If you have somebody like Chris Paul's an upcoming free agent. Mm-hmm. And Kemba is not the healthiest. You throw Chris Paul in there, things can get a little bit feisty. I agree with that. A little bit spicy in there. Yes. You see what I'm saying? I can see it. You see what I'm saying? Chris Paul. Um, I've I've also heard of like different um, instances where like possibly making a trade for like a Miles Turner type person, which we talked about they need a, a center. You know, who would you trade away? What about trading Brad Stevens? <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time Boston has traded a coach away. You know, they traded Doc yeah. to the Clippers. Um, I think, I think personally, I feel like Brad Stevens deserves another chance. You know, they just had a really, really bad, rough season because of things that were unforeseen. You know what I mean? I wouldn't hold it against him. Um, yeah. Another possible... Veteran you could put in there, Mike Connolly, Goran Dragic. Okay. You know, not not like major superstars, like because you obviously have like Kyle Lowry, you have uh Victor Oladipo, you have guys like that. Um yeah. but definitely somebody that's just give you an edge. Another possible fit, like Kelly Olinick is a free agent who used to play in Boston and now has some of that heat culture with right, him. Right. And he's tearing it up right now in oh, Houston. God. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, why not? Um, I wouldn't mind watching Boston go under the CP3 effect or the Chris Paul effect. I think they're they're same. a good team to be, you know, brought through that process next or no, sorry, two seasons from now. I agree. I agree. Um, what about this one? Because you mentioned Vucevic. Yeah. For me personally, in my mind, I feel like the Bulls. If you look at the, they flopped. Like, okay. You have yes, you have. Okay, I feel like probably out of the the teams that didn't make the cut, teams that didn't make it into the play in, anything like that. I feel like the biggest losers. You can make the argument for the Pelicans, but Zion got injured. You can't really hold that against them. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like it would honestly be the Bulls. I had the Bulls, like, I think in my top eight or nine when we did the preseason prediction. And they yeah. made drastic moves to bolster their roster, and they did nothing. <laughs> you got these nice jerseys. You got this nice court. You got these nice players for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to show for it. Nothing. Man. If Vooch was in like Boston, in your mind oh. for the teams that didn't make it, who would you say is like probably arguably the the biggest loser? No, it's definitely the Bulls. Like you said, they made all of those moves in in the free no, for a trade deadline, and yet they couldn't even get tenth. Um, <laughs> also, with the Raptors, kind of, I feel like they should have been in the eight to ten range as well. But again, they just you know fell off. I think oh yeah yeah you know kind of COVID impact as well, but. Again, you know, you got Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet on that team. Like, I would expect some kind of fight, nine or ten, but it's just too packed with the with uh, Charlotte and Indiana being as good as they are. I'm glad you brought up to Toronto because I kind of feel like maybe they're going to be pretty good next season with what they have. Like, I know the season wasn't what they anticipated, but you also have to take into account like they're not playing in Toronto; they were playing in Tampa Bay. That, that too, that too, yep. Good point. Um, they, they have good pieces around them. I think it was just an unfortunate type season. It's just one of those seasons where it's like, it's not your season. Yeah. Um, Great coach. Like, yeah, just right there for them. Yeah, but I, I agree. It. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like with Boston, they definitely need veteran presence. 100% they need veteran presence. Mm-hmm. I like the Chris Paul idea. Will it happen? I doubt it. Um, but it would be interesting to see. You can't deny it. It would be interesting to see. Yep. Um, definitely the Bulls were probably the big, the biggest losers of the teams not making it. And my, I, I would hope that next season they turn things around. Will they do it? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't see it happening. With the pieces oh, that they have, either. they have a couple of free free agents coming along. Um, you know, I know they're trying to keep Zach Levine. I mean, who knows? Yeah, who, who like I, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> but let's let's quickly move back to uh, you know the actual play in games. So we already talked about the East. We said we have uh, Boston and Washington rounding out seven and eight. Probably Washington at the seven, Boston at the eight. Let's go over to the West. Come on now. We know who. We know who's going to be seven and eight. So seven and eight. Okay, who do you got seven? It it depends on what the Lakers want to do. But I think they'll be just fine in the play-in against Steph and the Golden State Warriors. So I have Lakers at seven and then Golden State at eighth. Okay. Do you okay. have the opposite? I have – I also have – Lakers at seven, Golden State at eight. There so if that's the case, it's Utah versus Golden State, and mm. it's Phoenix versus L.A. Barbecue chicken for L.A. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can we also talk about the L.A. Clippers real quick? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Because they were in third. <laughs> Now they drop down to fourth. (laughs) Yeah, they tanked to avoid the LA Lakers. Yeah. What like in your like to you in your mind, what do you take away from the Clippers tanking? 
Well, first, well, first off, I think not only they did, but I think Denver did too in their last game against Portland. They tried, you know, they were they didn't want to win that game as well. But um, for the Clippers, for for the Clippers, I think. Wait, hold on. First of all, I think everybody's trying to avoid the Lakers in the first round, but the Suns just they, they just can't. Like it's just right. they're the second seed. You can't really, you know, right. uh, avoid that. But, um, but yeah, I I think it's hilarious. Um, it's funny, like. The Clippers were scaring me these last few weeks because of how good they are, like, and how deep they are for, on on every position. But after seeing what they did the last two games against Houston and uh, I forget who else, but after tanking, I was okay. Like, we got him, we got him. And actually, your your guy Bill Simmons brought up a very good point on his podcast. He brought up the uh, LeBron video after Game yes. Six in 2016, saying that like when he was when they were playing Steph and, and the Warriors, yes. They were like, oh, they're they're effed up. We got them. Like they're scared. We've got them, and that translates kind of into hopefully the conference finals this year. If the battle of LA happens in the conference finals, they're scared. I think they're scared, and they're not going to win. Like how? Like it, it, what? What confuses me is like, how can you be so obvious to want to avoid the <laughs> LA Lakers when you're over here going back to last season about? Talk about how, like, you're going to be, you know, you're the new team in L.A. Like, you're going to take over L.A. Right. the whole nine yards. Right. And the fact that you're going to tank to avoid the Lakers, like, that's that's a cop-out to me. Like, that that shows to me that you're <laughs> weak. Not just the the, the players, like, the, from the, the top of the organization down. Like, yeah. look, look at Miami, for example. <laughs> you could say Miami tanked so that they could get the harder matchup. <laughs> they want all the smoke. They're like Knicks. Nah, give us give us Milwaukee. We'll tank. We'll lose the last two games. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like Miami, they don't. You know, they don't care. Like you, you have these yeah. mentally tough teams. Like they don't care where they where they end up. LA doesn't care that they're in seventh. They're not afraid mm-hmm. that they're going to lose the play in series. But for you to tank and you have this roster and a coach that is just so good on paper. Too. Garbage teams are a blame. <laughs> How do you lose to those teams? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get the mindset. You know, like to me, if I'm a player, you know, one not a star player, but one of these, you know, bench guys down down on you know on the bench, mm-hmm. that shows to me that coaching management they don't believe in us. They don't think we can handle the LA Lakers. Even with LeBron not at a hundred percent, like like oh, they're really scared of LeBron James. Like we can't do this; yeah. it's not in us. Like that, I feel like think about it. That happened to the the Sixers so many years. The Sixers were conditioned to tank to lose on purpose so they can get good players drafted. All that they finally yeah. get a good team together, and what happens to them? The last two playoffs, they fall apart. They break down. <laughs> Yep, and then now you bring in new coaching with a new mentality, a new state of mind. They're arguably one of the best teams in the NBA right now. You yeah. do the same thing with like, if, but with the Clippers, what they're doing is teaching their players like, we want to, we want to have the easiest road to the playoffs. We want to have, I mean, the, to the finals. We don't want to play yeah. the best of the best. That shows to me that you don't believe in what your team is capable of. Like right now, like I, I mentioned at the top of the show, like. I'm scared for Miami because they have to go through Milwaukee. But at the same time, like there's still a big part of me that's like, Miami can win this. Like they have a chance. Yeah. I think it's just such a cop out, man. 
And because of that, like, I hope they do face the Lakers. And I hope the Lakers sweep them. Like, I want want to sweep. Wait. Cancun on three. Do you think that – because obviously last year in the bubble, they had Dallas in the first round, I believe. And they won because of um, Porzingis being out. But if Porzingis is healthy and kind of, you know, consistent throughout this whole series, do you think Dallas wins? I think Dallas now has a higher chance, not necessarily because of Porzingis, but like other players around um, around Luka. Yeah. You have players that have like, uh, you know, Bronson, uh, Bronson Hardaway. Powell, like, yeah. Finney Smith, yes. Hardaway. Dwight Jr., Powell, yeah. yes. Shooters, yeah. Guys that are really stepping up, and then not to mention, you know, maybe I think JJ Redick is supposed to be coming back, you know, anytime yep. soon. Yep. I think the Clippers are still going to have their hands full. Like it's still going to be, it's not going to be an easy out. Like it's not going to be a sweep. You know exactly. what I mean? Like get to deal with Luca, <laughs> Luca legend. Dude, they're, they're, their options were either Dallas, Portland, or the Lakers. Man, like it's you're going to have your hands full. Yeah. On, like no matter what, it doesn't matter who you yeah. play, you know who you play. I just think that, 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 like, seeing this now, like, to me, the Clippers, they're just mentally soft. Like, I, I don't think they can cut it. <laughs> I don't ever see them coming out of the West, like, ever. They're they're the Western Conference Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics are soft, but I think mentally they're still tough. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. Like, soft, you know, yeah. and that soft is soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, um... So we, we both have LA, we both have Golden State, seven, eight. Oh wait, sorry. One more thing. One more thing about that. Sure. So it's it's funny because after that whole Clippers tanking theory happening, right? The Lakers play in Indiana like the day after. And I think LeBron, first game back obviously, was feeding off of that energy because he was on fire that game. And one of the first right. plays that happens is, you know, he, he freaking gets an alley-oop from Shooter and his head's like by the rim. And yes. like, it's just like tomahawking. So I, so like, I think LeBron saw that and just like was hyped or like, you know, like feeding off of that and it translated into his game. And like, I think he's ready for, you know, the Clippers of anything. How do you think his ankle is? I know he, he retweaked <laughs> it. He re-injured it slightly. It's it, yeah, it's kind of fuzzy. Everyone's saying like, oh, he's like Frank Vogel saying he's okay. He's saying he's like he's like smiling on the bench after he tweaks his ankle. Like, I don't know what to believe. Like, it's like I think people are just making up stories at this point. After seeing him do the salsa in that one video, <laughs> I don't believe anything, man. I think I think it's all for the narrative, bro. I'm still feeding <laughs> off of that. So it's all all for the narrative. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before we, before we move on to our last topic for hot take, is there anything else that, you know, you want to bring on something that's caught your mind, something you want to ask about? I'll, I'll just leave a few hot takes left. It doesn't matter if we like, you know, dive into it or All not, right. but, um, I don't see Utah making it far in the playoffs. Um, Same. if, if Steph Curry does win, I only want him to win the plan with Lakers, absolutely. I do want them to win to see Chris Paul versus Steph in the first round. That'll be a cool matchup. That'll right. be fun. But um, also, I would not be mad if the Lakers were the eighth seed because they make the, they get the easier route to the conference finals if they're one and eight with Utah. It's easy first round for the Lakers. So like, so like, while I do want Lakers to be more secure in their spots and get seventh, eighth wouldn't be too bad either because they got Utah, and that's just I think also right. You know, easy for them. 
So that's that. Also, shout out to Steph because he is officially the scoring champion. That's right. He did it. He did that's it. Right. Shout well, out to Steph. I can't. I can't cheese Steph. Like I watched that Grizzlies game when they played yes. against the Grizzlies. Oh my! Unbelievable. Oh my goodness! Unbelievable. Throwing two guys at him off. at half court didn't matter, uh, man. Did the uh, Baron Davis shirt? Yeah. Like, I was I was hyped looking at that. Like Steph I was hyped. He was I screaming. Uh, yeah. Props to Steph. Absolutely. Man. Love uh, it. What was funny about that one was they were a big. They were a big with like nine <laughs> minutes left in the game. Yeah. And then the, all of a sudden the Grizzlies just turned it on, and like next thing you know, it's a tied game, and they took the lead. Yeah. They took the lead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a Dude. wild game, man. I I love that game. John ja, ja Moran should be, you know. He said he was a top five point guard on a podcast one time. He should just take that back and just, you know, apologize. He can't shoot. Saying that. Yep. He can't shoot. shoot. They dared him to shoot too, and he just couldn't make they it. They dared him. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, he'll he'll develop that eventually. His inside game is is really good. But other than that, like if it wasn't yeah. for Dylan Brooks, like that, that game would have been a complete blowout. Totally agree with and that. And then yeah, for Dylan sure. Brooks, you know, fouling out. That was a a plus for the for the Warriors <laughs> there. Um, yep. But it also showed you going forward for the the Warriors. I mean, it's always been like they're def- they've always shown their hand this season. Their offense is Steph Curry. Like, yep. There's there's nothing else. <laughs> like occasionally with Andrew Wiggins by accident, like if he picks up a loose ball and there's three seconds left and he like chucks it up and he goes in. Draymond's not hitting anything. I think that's the key for them in the playing game is, is Andrew Wiggins. W- wouldn't you agree? Like, if he brings it or not. Yeah. I would. But he, you know, he's their two-way player. So, like, I don't know if he's going to be able to ho- keep up with playing defense, you know, on the best player on the opposing team at the same time trying to contribute offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. I just want to, uh, before we move on to the last one, I just want to bring this up. Let's say it is... I kind of want to see Philly versus Wizards first round, but I, I'm more likely than not it'll be Philly versus Boston. But so dude, if it you, is wait, Brooklyn, wait, wait, you want to see Philly versus Wizards over Durant versus Westbrook in the first round? You would rather have Philly and, and the Wizards in the first round over Durant, Nets, Wizards, Westbrook. Because that's okay. What I never see. mind. Never that's mind. You changed my mind. See. You changed my mind. Yeah, okay, I, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I, bet. I like this. I like this. It's gonna be fun, man. And I hope oh. I hope the Wizards give them a really hard time. Like I really do. I think they won the season over them. Like two to one or something I like th- that. I think Washington matches up deep like big man wise. They match up they have an advantage over Brooklyn. Yeah. And and, with and they Lopez have scoring with and Gafford. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. possible. I like it's it. I like this matchup. You know what? You you, you know what? You converted me. I I like this. <laughs> I'm glad, I like this. I'm glad I like I where this is going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like this. Who do you got winning the series? There we go. Oh man, Brooklyn. I I, I Brooklyn <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Dude, you. I'm glad. So uh, again, no, 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 no. Let's let's go into this real quick. So so again, you you really think Philly's going to be going to the finals from the East or coming out of the East? You think Philly? Yes, they're my favorite. Think about think about late game Simmons and Thibel closing down games. That's three versus five on offense. Yes, that it's basically Nets and Philly. You got Simmons and Tybal. They they can't score against the big three. Joe Harris and maybe Jeff Green closing out in a in a conference finals game. 
I'm just saying, like, like you have no scoring. No, I, I, I agree with your point. I agree okay. completely with your point. But my counter argument would be, I know Tybul and um, Simmons will lock down one of those big three. You could throw, um, you know, Harris, um, mm-hmm. Tobias Harris, you know, on KD or whatever the case is. Nobody on Brooklyn, no one on Brooklyn is going to stop Joel Embiid in crunch time. If it's a close game, nobody's stopping Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. That's my argument. I agree with that. I agree. And I believe in the defense of Philly more than people give them credit for. And I'll send, I'll show you I'll send you a video okay. that um, Kevin O'Connor did on Matisse Thybul, and it's crazy video statistically speaking. I watched that. I watched that actually. Yeah. Yes. I saw yes. it. I saw it. It was good. Crazy. Crazy stati- uh, statistically <laughs> speaking. Yeah. But then, like after I saw his, that video, it got blown out after, by like, Miami. Away, so like, so good. I kind of took that with a grain of salt. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm sorry. You great. were saying. No, like, like I would just like he he has the most like deflections, like blocks of shots, and when he like slips away from the from the shooter, he still recovers in great time to, to contest a shot. So, Tybal is a good defender, but yes, in yeah. in, in, in in clutch time or in, in crunch time, I don't know if he's going to be good for that team or not. We'll see. I feel as long we'll as you as long as you have either <laughs> like if you have Thibel, Simmons and Bead. And you throw in like Danny Green and Tobias Harris. I think no that Seth Curry, would, huh? No Seth Curry. Because because Seth would be a liability. Actually, no, 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 no. <laughs> Look at that. I'm just uh, saying, man. It's it's tough for Philly. It's tough. If you did Seth, Thibault, Simmons, Harris, and Bead, I can see that. Okay, I can see that. As right. long as there's at least like one or two shooters out there. By the what way, do do we really think that the Knicks are going to win the first round against the Hawks? Because because the Hawks' bench is pretty I'm, deep. I'm, I'm watching the Hawks more and more, and they've just been playing so well. But I'm interested to see what defensive plan Tom Thibodeau has for the Hawks, mm-hmm. because arguably, what you could do is let them let the Hawks shoot themselves in their foot by. Letting Trey Young do whatever he wants because he's not playing too well. Let him launch, yeah. you know, thirty shots a game, but lock down everybody else. I think it could be a very interesting matchup. I think it'll be a very good series. I could see it going seven games. I could. Yeah, me too. Me too. On paper, you know, personnel wise, I think the Hawks are better. But I, there's yeah. something about the Knicks. Like I'm, I told you, the the Knicks to me are last year's Miami Heat. Like there's something about them, dude. But 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 you've seen them lately in games blowing their leads. They, they yes. like they had these like big leads in the games in the fourth yes. quarter. They're like only up like five, at least you know at yes. most five. So that's gonna be hard for them to close out games. I agree. I, I think that's something they would have to. They, it's too late to fix now, but <laughs> they have to learn that once you have a big lead, you can't let up. Like you got to keep it going. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I'm I'm assuming you have the Hawks. I don't know. It's tough. By the way, they're gonna both lose to Philly, so it doesn't matter who I pick. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Knicks, man. I'll stay. I'll stay true. I'll, I'll go Knicks. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But the Hawks I'm are very go, intimidating. I'm gonna go Hawks just cause I know just cause you have okay. to go Hawks. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man, let's do it. 
Um, last question before we go. There was a very interesting take that, that took place on ESPN where Kendrick Perkins said that it's way harder to win an NBA championship than it is an NFL championship. I know I you don't that. watch too much football. Um, I, being an NBA fan, do you agree with that statement? To you in your mind, which is harder, winning an NBA championship or winning an NFL championship? See, oh, man, I wish I had more time to think about that. But I – because, I, I mean, in football, it's all one and done basically in the playoffs. Like, exactly. You know, like at least you have seven games to kind of um, – in the NBA, you have seven games to kind of hopefully get back on your feet like the Cavs right. in 2016. But, you know, it's you know, Super Bowl is one game. It's one and done. That's it. Yeah. Um, and it is harder in the NFL because you have, you know, mainly one guy doing it, and that's a quarterback. Mainly, you know, <laughs> mainly doing things for your team and whatnot, and also defense. But in the NBA, there's, like, multiple guys that can contribute. I know it, that, that kind of doesn't make sense. But, um, like, you know, I think, like, there's like, a quarterback in the NFL. In the NBA, there's, like, a duo or a trio. That kind of contributes mm-hmm. mainly, mainly the rest mm-hmm. have their own roles to play. But yeah, I mean, the mainly like the whole one and done um, reason is why I, I think NFL is a lot harder. I also say because in the NBA, you get 82 games. The NFL, you get 16. Well, this coming year will be 17. That's right. That's right. So like if you have a bad start or like you, you hit a slump, like when you talk about in the NBA, like you can't ride, you know, um, win streaks, you know, losing streaks the nfl like you can't go on a losing streak <laughs> especially yeah. depending on like your conference your division the whole nine yards but um oh, i, I, I think it's one yards. yeah <laughs> i <laughs> i definitely think it's way harder to win an nfl champ because i mean like look look at this decade alone how many times did the he get to the finals how many times did the Cavs and warriors get to the finals how many times you know the Tom i don't Brady, know though. whatever team <laughs> Tom Brady is the you know he that's like the anomaly throughout the whole thing because anomaly. I agree with that it, it's a, there's a breakup too it's not every year the Patriots you know it wasn't like a string of two three years the Patriots were in the Super Bowl there'd be like a one or two season break in between and like you know that all that stuff so I feel like it's and Tom Brady's we saw it this year the guy's a goat man like it's yeah what he did is truly truly amazing mm-hmm and I, th- I think it just shows how much more difficult it is to win in the NFL than it is the NBA. So For I sure. have to d- disagree with Perk there. I think it's harder to win an NFL championship. <laughs> you know, totally agree. Um, with that said, I, th- I think that concludes you know our hot takes. Is there anything you want to shout out? Anything like that before we sign off? Nah, man. I, l- I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. If you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to be on the same team. I want to match up against you, but we'll be on the same team. So that's fine. Can't wait to oh, it up. Yes, sir. But no, um, I want to give a quick shout out to my favorite WNBA team, the New York Liberty. Right now, they're 2 0. They're playing tonight. I hope they win tonight. I hope Sabrina goes off, DD goes off, all these other players go off. I can't wait for it. Uh, other than that, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned next week when we'll have Lawrence back with us. We're gonna do we're gonna do uh, a recap of the NBA awards as well as NBA um, All Team 
all team NBA rather first, second, third team. But until then, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. We'll catch you guys next time. This has been a Fuse Podcast original produced by yours truly, Nat, with music by Johnny C.